Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and so glad you hit that play button. Glad you joined me in the conversation today. We have been having a great time for the last several weeks, I have for sure, a great time talking about a kingdom grant, how to live life and do life, not just in our own strength and our own abilities, but out of the blessing of God, out of the inheritance that we have received in Christ Jesus, because we have been made joint heirs with Christ. And of course, uh, that takes faith. We've got to believe that. We've got to enter, enter into agreement to do life with Christ and according to Christ's ability and Christ's abundance in our lives. So, again, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. Hopefully, you'll hit that share button. Hopefully, you'll share this podcast with your friends, uh, guys you're doing life with, guys you uh, do do church with, guys you just work with. Um, and again, I've said it many times, if you've heard the podcast, uh, please share this podcast even with men who do not know Christ or have not yet chosen to follow Christ and surrender their life to Christ. And if that's you and you're listening to today's podcast, somebody shared this with you, welcome to the conversation. I'm glad you tuned in. I hope you'll just hang in here for the next 20 minutes or so. We try to keep the podcast not more than 30 minutes, but hopefully you'll join the conversation all the way to the end and just find out what is life with Christ all about. Why would we aim our life at Christ likeness. Well, we're going to get back into today's conversation or this series of conversations about a kingdom grant that we have access to a grant from heaven. God has granted us an inheritance in Christ. And what is a grant? If you just look it up in the dictionary, it just says any sum of money or provision provided by a government, local authority, an inheritance, a trust, or a public fund to finance educational study overseas. Uh, with aid, building repairs, and et cetera. You know, one example of this where students would maybe go to college because of a grant, or you could just look at grant as a verb. It is to give, to bestow, to confer. A heavenly grant then, of course, comes from heaven. And Jesus didn't die on the cross because he was a prophet. Jesus didn't die on the cross because he was the Son of God. He died on the cross because according to the charges, he was a king. He was a king. And that's why they brought him before Pontius Pilate was to accuse him of claiming to be a king. And of course, that shouldn't go over well with Caesar. And that's why they brought him before, you know, the governor, uh, Pilate, because they thought, hey, Caesar would probably want to know this. There's a king, uh, <laughs> on his territory. So uh, Jesus was accused of being a king, and of course he testified for this purpose. You can read all about it in John 18. For this purpose have I come to give testimony and witness to the truth. And yes, he is a king. And you can't separate a king from his kingdom. Come on, somebody. You cannot separate a king from his kingdom. And you know, if you read like Ezra chapter 6, you know, Ezra, Nehemiah, all those who are part of the rebuilding of the temple, rebuilding of the house of God. You know, in Ezra chapter 6, it talks about everything required to build the house, to rebuild the house in that case. It was to be paid for from the royal treasury. 
from the royal treasury. Everything Nehemiah needed, everything those rebuilding the elders of Israel, rebuilding the temple, everything they needed was commanded by the king to be paid for out of the royal treasuries. So when we build what God wants built, we have the promise that it's going to be paid for from the royal treasury. You can read about that in Ezra chapter 6. It's a great read, just a short chapter, and I encourage you to go and read Ezra chapter 6, and you can see that everything that God wants built, he's willing for it to be paid from the royal treasury. How many know we have a royal treasury? We have the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and if we'll choose to build how he wants things built, and if we'll choose to build what he wants built, then it can be paid for and funded by the royal treasury. How many know he wants you to build your family? He wants you to build your marriage. He wants to build, he wants you to build with your hands wherever your work and line of work is. He wants you to build the kingdom right there. If you work, you know, in, in uh, whatever, I don't want to start naming <laughs> careers, but you get the point. No matter what um, line of work you're in, no matter what mountain of influence, if you've ever heard about the mountains of influence, uh, cultural influence, you know, education, uh, economy, I'm sorry, not economy, but commerce, um, you know, the arts, the media, uh, government, no matter wherever it is you're working, God wants to build the kingdom. He wants to build his house. He wants to build his family. And if when you go to work, you're willing to build what he wants built there and do what you do for his glory, then you can have access to the royal treasury. And that's what this, this conversation has been all about all these weeks. If you've missed any of the conversations, go back, pick them up. There's different installments, different uh, conversations we had that kind of like a diamond with facets. There's just different facets to this conversation. There's no way that we can, you know, unpack it all in one little 30 minute conversation, but we can get one more little facet. I want us to talk about something here today as we continue today's conversation. But if you haven't read Ezra 6, read Ezra 6 and see how God is committed and God even commanded through the king that everything be paid for from the royal treasury. So here we're talking about the blessing. We mentioned it last week. If you missed last week's conversation, you can go back and pick up that conversation from last week about the blessing. But here I want to bring forth just different dimensions of the blessing, dimensions of the blessing here. Um, when we talk about the blessing of God, that empowerment, like we read last week, Deuteronomy 8.18, it is God who gives us the power, the ability to get wealth, wealth that we may establish his covenant. Or you could say that we may build his house, that we may rebuild what the enemy has torn down. So if we're going to access the royal treasury, according to Ezra 6, what does that, what does that mean? Well, number one, it means we have an unlimited supply. What is the source of? What is this kingdom treasury? What is this royal treasury that we have access to from the King of Kings, Yeshua, King Jesus? What is this access of unlimited supply? Glory be to God. I think there's an image that will help you see this Revelation 22, the very end of the book. 
You know, have you ever cheated and read the end of the book, see how it ends? <laughs> I used to do it all the time. Read a book, I'd just jump right to the end, see how it ends. Anyway, Revelation 22, I love this, verse 1. John saw this by revelation as he was caught up in this experience. He says, and he showed me a pure river. It was a river of water, and it was the water of life. Life, life. We talked about last week, why did God give us life? Why did God give us breath? What's the source of this life? Where does this life come from? Well, it comes from this river that's flowing. From the throne of God. Revelation 22, when he showed me a pure river of water, a water of life, clear like crystal, proceeding from the throne of God. So I want you to see it. Life comes from the throne. And when we're willing to do life God's way, if we're willing to do God's will God's way, if we're willing to do life God's way, and we acknowledge where the life come from and why the life was given, then we have access to everything in and from the throne. Everything the royal treasury has available to us. How is it that Jesus could hold, hold two loaves and just a few fish in his hands and say, Father, thank you, and then begin distributing just a, two, just a, a sack of lunch and fed 5,000 men plus their families. And at the end of the day, 12 baskets were taken up left over in their to-go bag. Come on. That means there's something we have access to. And it's the throne. We have access to the throne. We have access, but we have to understand why did God give us life? Why did God give us breath? We have access to the motive that God has, which is love. This river of life clears crystal proceeding from the throne of God and from the Lamb. And in the middle of the street on either side the river was a tree of life which bore twelve fruits and yielding the fruit every month. Leaves were trees were for the healing of the nations. And it says there there was no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and the servants will serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads, foreheads, and there will be no more night and no more day, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. This unlimited supply, there is no limit. That's why the Bible says all things are possible to him who believes. How many things? All things. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. If we just would access the river, if we would just access the blessing, then all things are possible through Christ who gives us strength. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. All things are possible to him who believes Mark eleven twenty four says, For this reason I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it's granted, and you should you will get it. That's Mark eleven twenty four in the Amplified. That's one of the reasons we call this conversation a kingdom grant. We gotta believe it's granted. We gotta believe it's available. We gotta believe that it's offered, and then we gotta believe we take it. We gotta believe we receive it. We've got to be confident and trust that it's granted. 
that this river is flowing from the throne of God, and there's wisdom in that river. There's ideas in that river. There's inventions in that river. There is strength and courage in that river. There is healing in that river. There is life. So the blessing is all about an unlimited supply. Next, when you talk about the blessing, not only you're talking about an unlimited supply, but you're talking about no lack. And I know that's a close cousin to what I just said, but it's let's look at a distinction here in Psalm 23. Psalm 23, I know you've surely heard Psalm 23 before. Psalm 23, you're probably already beginning to quote it in your mind, even as I'm saying Psalm 23. Some of you are already thinking about it. The Lord is my shepherd. Praise God. Aren't you glad we have a good shepherd? We have the the good shepherd. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Glory be to God. There's a throne in heaven and there's a river flowing. There's an unlimited supply. And because of that, we can go to the next phase and facet of the blessing and we can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. And he goes on in this this psalm, and these are like decrees. And I encourage you men to take Psalm 23 like a decree and prophesy it. Prophesy it over your your marriage and family. Prophesy it over your, your children and finances. Prophesy it over the work and labor of your hands. Just say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul, and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, there's the shadow of death all around us. Just turn on the news. Watch what's happening in the world. The shadow of death. We are in the valley of the shadow of death. But yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. You are with me, your staff and your rod, they comfort me. We could say it this way, your word and your spirit, they comfort me. You even prepare a table before me, even in the presence of my enemy, and you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell and my family will dwell and my wife and I, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So you can turn Psalm 23 into a daily decree. I mean, how long did that take? That took 30 seconds. 30 seconds of your day to decree with the authority you have as a man, authority in your marriage, authority in your home, authority over your children and your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, You can speak over children you've not even met. You can speak over great-grandchildren you've not even met. Because your voice is the voice of a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a body. You have a soul. But you're a speaking spirit. And you can speak over generations to come. The blessing that Abraham spoke It went to generation after generation after generation after generation. And Galatians 3.13, Paul says, we've now entered into that same blessing. So it, it goes for generations. You can take 30 seconds, Psalm 23, and you can make a daily decree over your life. 
over your family, over your future. And you can just decree the Lord, Yeshua, King Jesus, Lord Jesus, he is my shepherd. I will never lack. I will never be in want. I am satisfied because there's a river flowing from the throne of heaven and that river flows through me. So this blessing, we're talking about facets of the blessing in today's conversation. First, we see it's an unlimited supply. Next, we see it produces a life where there's no lack. There's just no lack. What did Jesus say to that woman at the well of Samaria, John 4? Woman, if you'll drink the water I give you, he's referring to that water that comes from the throne. If you drink the water that I offer you, you will never thirst. You'll never thirst. Yeah, you might naturally in the flesh need another drink of water, but your soul will never thirst. You'll be satisfied. Nothing in this world will be able to pull you away because you'll be fulfilled in him. So, men, we need to drink the water that's flowing from that throne. We need to let that water of life, like John seven thirty seven through 39, we need to let those rivers come out of our belly, which Jesus spoke of the spirit, which those who believe on him would receive. Rivers of living water flowing out of our belly. Just praying in the Holy Ghost. Let the rivers of living water flow out of your belly. Let that well of salvation, like Isaiah 11 says, with joy draw from the waters of salvation. <laughs> Glory be to God. We're talking about the blessing, facets of the blessing. First of all, an unlimited supply. Second of all, no lack. And then third, no debt. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. And somebody say, no debt. No debt. No debt. Ah, again, I break the power of debt in your life in the name of King Jesus. Your inheritance <laughs> will crush that debt. If you got debt in your life, there's an inheritance that will crush that debt. There's an inheritance that will swallow up that death. Death has been swallowed up by life. And the blessing will swallow up that debt. I speak it in the name of Jesus. Colossians chapter 1. I want to read this to you. Verse 20 through 23 I'm going to read a couple different translations, but just join with me. Um, well, I'm going to grab verse 19 too. Colossians 1, 19. It pleased the Father that in Him, Jesus, all the fullness, the fullness would dwell. Not lack, not scarcity, not need. The fullness it pleased the Father that in Christ, in Him, the fullness would dwell. And by Him, then, He would reconcile all things to Himself. By Him, whether things on earth, whether things in heaven, He has made peace through the blood of His cross. And you, I'm talking to you, men. He's talking to me, men. And you, who once were alienated, separated, enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. 
You are holy. You are blameless. You are above reproach. You have no debt. <laughs> you have no sin debt. And how many know if the sin debt has been paid, sin opened the door to every sickness, every disease, every financial struggle, every material struggle, every every fleshly struggle. It was all open to the human experience through sin. And if the sin debt has been crushed by the blood of Jesus and the body of Christ, then everything sin produced is also answered in that provision. The body and blood of Jesus Christ is our provision. God spoke it to me this way. When we left one phase of ministry, going into another phase of ministry, we had pastored for 21 years, or almost 21 years, between 20, 21 years, and we were moving into uh, more of a mission work, which we're currently doing, reviving the mission of love, family mission, and we began doing work overseas and and just doing work outside um, the Americas. When we began doing that, God spoke a word to my heart. He said, Mark, when Jesus was raised from the dead, all the support you would ever need was raised. Because in the natural, I thought, well, I got to get people to partner. We need people to partner. And we do need finances to do what we need to do. But what he was going was to the root. He wanted me to understand who is my source, who is backing family mission, who is behind family mission, what is the source of family mission. If we're going to revive the mission of love, we're going to rebuild what he wants built. He wanted me to know that the royal treasury is going to pay for this. The royal treasury is going to fund this. He's not going to counterfeit money out of heaven. He's going to use men, businesses, and kingdom-minded people to partner. Yes, I understand that. But he wanted me to know God is my source and my family's source and the ministry source. And so my sin debt has been canceled by the body and blood of Jesus. Your sin debt has been canceled by the body and the blood of Jesus. And so you have no debt. You are before him, blameless, holy, and above reproach. So anything sin brought into the human experience can also be overcome in your life and mine. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Hallelujah. And Jesus is the root of my life. If you've been marked by Christ, that's what we start the program with, the podcast with. Those who have been marked by Christ, what does that mean? That means Jesus is the root of your life. And if he's the root, ha ha, glory to God, then there's going to be fruit in your life from the root. There's going to be fruit produced on the branches of your life that your wife can enjoy, your children can enjoy, those that you work with, they can taste that fruit, that fruit of Christ in you. Colossians 1 goes on to say, verse 26 and 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the the flavor of God's goodness and God's kindness. So I want you to see that there's no debt there's no debt in Christ. Our, our debts have been canceled. And if our sin debt has been canceled, then anything sin produced is also by virtue cut off. The, the fruit of that, everything that was produced by sin came from the root of sin. And if the root of sin has been removed and replaced by a root of righteousness, then the root of sin and all it produced, it gets cut off. All the fruit of sin gets cut off. 
and a root of righteousness being planted in your heart through Jesus Christ and your faith in him. Now the fruits of righteousness. Second Corinthians nine. In fact, let's let's go there real quick. Second Corinthians chapter nine. The word definitely says it best. Second Corinthians chapter nine. Let me just read this passage to you. Just a few verses here, starting in verse six. Second Corinthians nine six. But this I say: He who sows sparingly will reap also sparingly. He who sows bountifully will reap also bountifully. Let each one give as he purposes in his, in his heart, not grudgingly, not of necessity. God loves a cheerful giver. Don't give out of compulsion. Don't do anything out of compulsion. Do it out of love. Do it out of obedience. God loves a cheerful giver. And verse 8, he is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always have all sufficiency in all things and have an abundance, not barely enough, an abundance for every good work. Sounds like an unlimited supply. Sounds like no lack. Sounds like no debt. See, these are facets of the blessing we're talking about today. He goes on to say, as it is written, He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, may he supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which are in which while you are enriched in everything for all generosity, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. So did you see that? He who supplies seed to the sower, bread for food, he will supply, he's the source, and he will multiply, that's the blessing, the seed you have sown, and increase the fruits of righteousness. You can't have fruit without a root. (laughs) If you're going to have fruits of righteousness, there has to be a root of righteousness. And Jesus is our root. He's our taproot. He's the root. He's the vine. We're the branches. John 15, a big discourse Jesus gave about that. He's the root. But that root couldn't be in us until he cut the other root out. We don't have two roots in us. You're either rooted in sin or you're rooted in righteousness. That's why Jesus said you must be born again. You can't be rooted in both. You don't have two natures. We're either rooted in sin or we're rooted in righteousness. That's why Jesus said we got to be transplanted. We got to be brought out of darkness into light. We've got to be born again. And if we've been rooted, been rather, if we've been born again and we're now rooted in righteousness, now we can begin bearing fruit unto righteousness. Glory be to God. And that other fruit goes away. Praise God. It just dries up because that root's removed. The root of sin has been removed. So this, the fruit of sin just begins to dry up and it's never seen again. Glory be to God. So finally, I want to give you one last thing here before we wrap up today. A final facet. This isn't all of them. I'm just giving you four of them. Pretty powerful ones if I don't <laughs> say so myself. Continual increase. That's another facet of the blessing. Not only is there an unlimited supply, not only is there un, uh, no debt and no lack, but there's continual increase. Go with me, please, to Isaiah chapter 9. And, of course, if you don't have a Bible, you're just listening here today, 
then just listen on here. This is you hear this quoted a lot of time around Christmas times, but how many we can have Christmas every single day. We can celebrate the anointed one and his anointing, and we can celebrate Christ in us every single day. But I love this. Isaiah chapter 9. Glory be to God. <laughs> I'm trying to see where I want to start because I, I could read too much here. It says the people, verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. That's you and I. We used to walk in darkness, but we saw Jesus. We saw a great light, and those who dwell in the land and the shadow of death, upon them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoils. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. How many know Jesus broke our yoke of bondage to sin? Glory be to God. He took us out of our Egypt, and he took us in, and he's marching us through the promised land. For every warrior, verse 5, every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and the garments rolled in blood will be used for the burning and the fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Verse 7 again, Isaiah 9, 7, of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. Even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So you get the idea. There will be no end to the increase of his government. There will be no end. It will be from that time even forward forever. So when you talk about the blessing of God on your life, you talk about the unlimited supply that you have access to, the the royal treasury that you have access to, We talk about not having lack or a mindset of lack or scarcity, but rather you think in lines of abundance. And you talk about the power of debt being broken in your life, that your debt to sin, that root of sin was removed, so the fruit of sin could be removed as well. The debt's removed, the debt is broken, and that can produce freedom even in natural ways where material debts, you know, I just had this come up in my spirit. You remember when Elijah the prophet had the school of the prophets and they were building the house and they were working on building and one of the guys had an axe head uh, that flew off his axe handle and it went into the water and of course it was made of iron or steel and it sunk. And he said, alas, my master, talking to Elijah, he said, alas, my master, it was borrowed. It was bar- This wasn't even mine. It was borrowed. And, I, and so... The the prophet then took a stick and he threw it into the water and the axe head, the steel, the iron, whatever it was made of, it floated. Glory be to God. The debt was removed. So I want to leave you with that here today as we wrap up today's conversation. Even if you have debt in your life, put the cross 
on that debt. Put the cross and faith in Jesus on that debt. Say, God, thank you for removing debt from my life. You've removed my sin debt, and the root of all my debts has been removed. So thank you that even the natural debts, I mean, with steel and iron, that's a natural thing. But it, it floated. It was effortless. God, I thank you for helping men here today that might have debt in their life. Thank you that they not only receive hope and inspiration from this story, but they receive the substance of the blessing and they focus on Christ and Christ gives them wisdom and Christ gives them ability. And from the heavenly royal treasuries, God, thank you for helping them come out of debt. And just like that axe had floated, help them just easily come out of debt because their sin debt has been broken through the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray and decree it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. What a fun and glorious conversation. Talking about the blessing that we have through the body and blood of Jesus. Unlimited supply, no lack, no debt, continual increase. Men, you have been marked by Christ. So I encourage you today here on Marksman, keep aiming your life at Christ likeness.